0: Hello and welcome to Starting Cast, a podcast about podcasts and what goes into making a podcast. This week I will talk about Old Ones, a podcast brought to you by a podcast made by Chad Roberts aka Monk Rage aka Anything for Views and his good friend Max Mofo. Now this podcast will contradict a lot of what I said made a good podcast with Answer Me This as the two hosts are both men from Australia, so you might find them hard to make out. But if you listen to a podcast long enough, you'll recognize who's who. It's just difficult when you're starting a podcast. When you first listen to a podcast, it can be overwhelming. Their podcast so far has focused on interviewing YouTubers. They're both YouTubers themselves. They've also done streaming. Well, Chad has done streaming. They mostly interview YouTubers and talk shop, so mostly complaining about the adpocalypse, which is when newspapers complained about certain videos like an Al-Qaeda video. It wasn't a video from Al-Qaeda, it was just a video someone put up that had Al-Qaeda in it, that had YouTube ads in it. But that was enough for the likes of The Times that have been losing money to advertisers that have been going to Google. So they use that as a way to attack Google. So as a result, they overcorrected in some people's views. They censored a lot more. So it's hard to really make money from a video on YouTube unless it's very child friendly. So probably nothing higher than say a 12. So you'll hear them talk about that a lot. And they try to censor themselves, but they're quite righty boys. I could understand why a lot of people might not like them. They seem quite obnoxious, but I think they're quite lovable. Once you get to know them, you realize they're a harmless bunch, but they do like to show off that they drink, which sometimes worries me. I hope you're okay, Chad. You don't need to drink to impress me. We love you for who you are, not what you drink. What's interesting is it's nice because obviously they get them drunk, so you get to hear them... The guest talking a bit more frankly. They've had um, many YouTubers. All the names I can remember. Like... (laughs) What's his ruddy name? They have... YouTubers that have been in the game. They have classic YouTubers like Ian from Smosh also controversial ones that i think chad really doesn't like keemstar keemstar makes a lot of dr- like drama channels he's a bit like tmz of um youtube but people don't like him they think he's a bit of a tit so they've had him on Too mad super mega how to basic pewdiepie gus johnson jack films nerd city and plenty of others The one you probably might know if you're not into YouTube would be PewDiePie. What I like is a bit like this podcast, they talk shop, so you get to know, you get to know how a YouTuber's mind works. And one thing is the two co-hosts, is this is, it shows that obviously everything you learn about a podcast, I feel makes sense if you're small and nobody knows you, but if you have an established audience, like these two gentlemen have you can definitely do things in a unique way so to get pewdiepie was a big deal for them although max mofo was kind of friendly with him years ago so i don't know whether pewdiepie was feeling like he had to do him a favor since he could have he could have helped him more or he just likes the guys and they're kind of part of that zeitgeist you know they're not quite mainstream they're just popular enough without being like you know YouTube's friend. They're the cool, cool kids behind the bike shed smoking. So I don't know if PewDiePie sort of did it to keep his cred up. They have this top guest and <laughs> they spend a lot of it arguing with each other. So while um, Answer Me This was, it's very polite it's, very, it's the Radio 4 show that got away. Well I think they've both done stuff on Radio 4. It is just a Radio 4 show that it could be. It's just agony ante sort of thing. Well, this could not be on Radio 4. They may mention it on the media show, but by jingo jangos, they will... N- no, they do a lot of swearing. They get annoyed. There's a woman, I forget her name. They Every time they say something that they feel will get them demonetized, they pour all the drinks. So it's all people's slabbers and stuff. Not deliberately slabbers, but, you know, if you take a drink of something, there'll be slabbery sluice slu's in there. They'll pour a bit of a shot of vodka and a bit of a beer and a bit of a this and a bit of a that. And basically whoever's the last one to say something controversial, say a bad word, then has to down this horrible concoction. Although sometimes it goes well. But with PewDiePie, they basically admit that they (laughs) they milked him for all they could. Something maybe 200,000 was hinted in US dollars. Maybe 300,000 because they fill it full of ads. Because they know, probably, they'll say something they can't get away with on YouTube because you just make money through ads. They just get sponsorships. So they have the like, so what is it? I don't know. There's a load of things. There's like a a sugary drink thing with caffeine in it for gamers and clothes and stuff. So, and also they sold t-shirts. So on that one, obviously, he was a big name. They're going to get a lot from it. But it's interesting to hear the creative process of some YouTubers How some are very cover their face. I forget his name. There's a man that wears this like a a medieval helmet of a thing. And he's very against showing his face and having anyone know who he is. Character that's presented in his YouTube videos. While others find it very liberating. Too mad was someone that only did voiceovers and then one day on his stream. He decided to reveal his face and he found it great that he had another way of making jokes and making art and he found that very liberating. But then obviously the scary thing is people finding out where you live, um, shining torches in you and swatting, which is a terrifying thing, it seems to mostly happen in America. It's where you basically, if you find out where someone lives, you can Lie and say that there's a hostage situation, something of such gravitude that it would require a SWAT team. So, obviously, the SWAT team come in hyped up, thinking there's going to be a horrific scene awaiting them, when all they get is somebody with their back to them playing a game. It has resulted in one death that I'm aware of, and obviously, a lot of other people getting scared. Chad talked about how it's happened to him, but it was Australia, so they were a lot more relaxed and calm which i think you know they probably seen whether there was need to go in all guns blazing and then when they found out there wasn't they were happy enough i think they asked to enter the building but they didn't and they looked for guns but they just you know if you go in you can tell what a situation's like so stuff like that for anybody well any celebrity is scary. So it's nice to hear how different YouTubers take it and also just how they work and how much money they make, Chad. It's easy it would be easy to write him off as a sort of a bad lad, drinking too much of scallywag, but I don't know, there's a certain charisma kindness in in, in him. But I also think he he wasn't someone like a lot of YouTubers that sort of YouTubed all their days. They left school and YouTubed and cuz that's the other side of his co-host Max Mofo he's pretty much always he's never really had a proper job he does a channel where he opens up um, pokemon cards and sees what rare ones or whatever because he's a big collector he does that he does travel vlogs and he's been been friends he is friends with IDubs and filthy frank which are two big youtubers and they did a lot of collaborations so he's almost sort of like top youtube celebrities but still managing to keep cool if you know what i mean i don't think he's sold out although they do sponsorships and stuff they still have that cool credibility well chad i think chad left school early he got he was a bit of a scallywag he didn't finish school properly and then he worked as a painter decorator with his father so in the podcast he does get drunk But he never, he's always in charge and he's always making sure the show's on the road, the questions are being asked. While Max tends to just sort of, meh. There have been episodes where he's nearly fallen asleep on a microphone. I guess to him, this is one of many feathers. He doesn't need to rely on it too much. Chad has that hunger. He's just, he's seen that it can be. He didn't enjoy painting, decorating. And now he's seen a new world and he's just like, I just need to work at it and take it serious. Yes, I can fool around and skull beers. He's, I don't want to say professional, but he is. You always see him, he will be messing around and then, no, 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 don't do that. Keep that. Don't break the microphone. It's quite a rambunctious. So I would recommend it if you don't like swearing and people drinking and all that. It's quite, I would say it's at least a 15. Nothing showing he does show his bum a lot that's how chad kind of got famous his big break he was friends with max mofo who's sort of part of this not illuminati but top top tier respected youtubers also filthy frank has a rapping career i forget the name of it joji i think it might be so that's another thing so joji's now more serious and he's doing incredibly well and i dubs He does stuff on squirrels and people go mad for it. He's mostly known for his content cop, which is a bit like drama. You could say it's a bit like drama, but it feels like when someone's sort of, drama on YouTube is just like two YouTubers fall out. It's not really, quite a lot of the time, they might be made up. It's a bit trashy, but a content cop, now that's, when someone's been a really bad person, if they're manipulating their audience and they're getting people you know, billion fans to make content for them or stealing it. Like a content cop, you have to be a, a, a bad lad, a baddie to be at, to get content cop. Twitch is a website where people play games live. Now, if you're not into games, this might sound boring to you, but I'll pitch it like this. Let's say there's somebody that you just love to hear talk. Let's say Stephen Fry. And let's say you're really into cricket. Now would you watch Stephen Fry talking and playing cricket and what if Stephen Fry did this three times a week at a regular interval and it was done in such a way where you could talk to Stephen Fry and if you were a regular Stephen would say oh look who it is you're always here I love to see you I love to play cricket and I love you talking to me. That's essentially Twitch, but it's mostly computer games. There is chess, chatting, so you could have someone doing artwork or walking about. So, generally it's someone who's quite charismatic. There's Limmy, the Scottish comedian, who's very good on it. It's quite nice to hear their banter, the way they go on, and the way they play a game. So, for instance, if you're really into chess, It'd be interesting to see the way a grandmaster plays chess. So there are people playing chess and you're just, you know, mesmerized at how incredible they are at chess. But equally, there's computer games and you're thinking they're incredible. The way they can react, the way they can shoot. And equally, you have a someone that's just a really good personality. They might not be great at the game. They're very interesting. And obviously, you get an overlap where some people are just really good and charismatic. So hopefully that... Explains what Twitch is to you if you didn't understand Chad used to do a lot of twitching That makes it sound like he died. He would do live twitching. There's one but he got kicked I don't know why and he seems quite sad about it Because it it was a nice way sort of got him it helped him move on Climb up the ladder get him in this job So it is sad to see him talk about it because he did seem to enjoy twitch and then they just dumped him because they're, they're going a bit more PC, and they don't want boys that talk about drinking and curting. in a car on a hot day the thing is a lot of materials I'm using to dampen when you're recording things that muffle sound are also things that absorb heat so I'm in a car that's closed it's not that warm but for Ireland it's warm and I have two coats and it looks like sound foam but it's not it's something you'd have like a gun like in a movie would be kept in a briefcase and it would stop it moving about like protective foam so it's not i don't think it's up to the grade of sound cancelling but i shove it between the two seats i sit in the back seat and i shove it between the two seats hopefully deadens as much sound without going overboard and buying lots of stuff i don't really need so that's my setup i like to just go for somewhere different park and chat about podcasts i like so so how am i recording this as i say i'm using a software called anchor to do the recording it does the heavy lifting but i am then taking that because anchor is like a website whatever i put in my phone is then taken to their servers so then when i log into the anchor account on my computer everything that i've recorded in the car here will be on the computer without me i don't need to transfer any files i don't need to take an sd card out and put it in the computer that's all goes into their servers. So as soon as I log into Anchor, it'll be there. You can edit in Anchor, but I choose not to because I find it confusing. I use a software called Audicity. It's an open source software, which means it's both free, like a beer, but also free as in freedom, so people can open up its source code and modify it as they please. So that's a very popular, basic sound editing program. Take out the silences, amigo, and um, um, and and um. A lot of people will have nervous tick—not nervous ticks—but there's certain words like thinking words, and like you know, like and, and and you know, like you know, you like and. I would say that a lot, so I try to cut those out because they're not adding anything and they just get a bit boring so that's what i do i just chop it up there try to give some structure make some sense of it as i say just tighten it up take anything out silly and hopefully there's some sort of sense to it oh yes i don't know how much into the granular detail but i'll talk about what i did last episode what i learnt from the last episode this episode. So whilst editing it, file format that these are recorded as is M4A. Audicity can't work with them normally because it's open source and M4A is closed source. Which means it's a bit more capitalist. You know there's a company that have made that and they have had copyright on it. So basically I just had to hook around and download a thing and add it to Audicity. So then from there, it was straightforward enough. Oh yes, last podcast. I should do the uh, another podcast that I like. Tim Marshall's podcast, they do Lost in the Mire. So I might do something simple. Simple, similar to that, which is um, basically things i done wrong last week. I won't do it again, but last time I took the microphone out and I was taking it out to hear myself play back because if, mic- if I have the microphone plugged in, it plugs in the audio jack which means then it thinks there's earphones plugged in, so it tries to play it through the earphones. So to hear it playing back, I have to unplug it and then re-plug it when I want to record. And obviously the problem with that is sometimes I forget to plug it in because the wee waves will still come up because it records on the phone's microphone. You'll hear the audio go bad and then go back to normal bad on the first episode. I thought I'd leave that in just to let you know, you know, I mess up. But if it does happen again, I'm just, I'll am just, just re-record it using the proper microphone. But that's a little, well, you probably knew that happened. So hopefully I won't get microphones mixed up. That was one wee problem I got last week. Social networks took longer than it was to edit. Editing it's quite straightforward. Also, cause you just have a timeline and you go through everything you've done and you kinda have a progression bar. Anchor has, it basically has a load of websites it will upload it to, so like Google uh, Google Podcasts and Spotify, but it also had a load of, you can link social networks, so I thought, oh, I'll make social networks for the podcast. Turns into a big nightmare, like for some reason, I don't know what i did wrong facebook instantly blocked me it said oh you've done something there's something funky i think you know a scammer's trying to hack into your account and i'm like i've literally just made this account for a podcast but it's been blocked so i don't know whether it's because i have a, a facebook for myself and it doesn't like you using the same phone number that was annoyingly long because you don't know when the end date is you think oh once i sign up to all of these but then you sign up to them all and then you have to add a profile picture and then I don't really know how to work it. I know how to work it, but I don't feel like, what should I do? Like, should I be tagging people? You don't want to be um, obnoxious or do cheesy things. Also, it's silly not to, you just have to play the game, sign up to your networks, try to get some traction. But I will add stuff to the podcast as I learn it. So I'll do stuff that kind of off the bat if it's obvious, but I'll only add things as I learn them on this course that I'm doing. I can't remember the name of the universe. It's not a university, it's an online course. Every time I learn something on that, I'll then implement it in the next episode. Something that would be easily spotted would be the profile image. That's just a default thing you get from Anchor. Pick, you know, here's a load of backgrounds we have. Here's a load of fonts where do you want the text so that's a very basic one I currently have but once I get to the episode about you know artwork I will then change the artwork so that's how it'll work once I see an episode saying oh this is a great thing to do in a podcast then I will implement that I'm still confused at how to get it added to Apple I I thought I had to add it to Apple manually but it might have might do it itself if I had just left things alone I've sent it off to be checked to make sure it's not full of um, bad language or whatever. I don't know what they do. So with these early lessons, they're still really hammering home why you should do a podcast, which in my case feels a bit um, horses bolted since I'm convinced. The main point is what I kind of said the last time, but they're sort of just reiterating it. People are listening to podcasts more and more. He said only 20% of people had heard of a podcast in 2006 and that in 2017, which is when the lectures were made. 60% of people had made a podcast so basically it's constantly growing and you should make it. In 2009 only about 5% of people were regularly listening to podcasts while in 2017 it was up to 25%. Basically it's a growing market and It's the same. He's saying the same things. Oh, 2013, podcast listening went down. But it's gone back up ever since then, is what he's saying. So, what happened in 2013, we don't know. Maybe the world did end in 2012, and thus nobody existed to listen to podcasts. And that's a glitch in the matrix. I have to keep listening to this podcast to find out. Unsurprisingly, the majority of people listening to podcasts, just under 50%, were... 18 to 34 and only 33% were over 35 to 54 which I think isn't surprising. If you're listening to this you're probably younger younger than 35 Apparently everyone listening to podcasts has a lot more disposable income now and it's great for your product but I don't have any product other than what you're listening to for free saying people are more likely to be aware of podcast ads than ads in other means that might be true because podcasts every podcast had the same three ads i'm gonna guess audible harry's and something else casper mattress that's it so i think it's expanded now there's a what is it beer 52 is that that seems like too much beer I guess, is it once a week they send you a load of beer? But I have no sponsors as of yet. It is an option for me to add sponsorship to this. Three people listened, I might get a penny. I don't know what way it works. YouTube, it's about, I think it's what, 50 cents per thousand? So what's that, 500 if a million people watch? I think something like that, or my maths, maybe 5,000, but it's probably nothing dissimilar there's probably not going to be a lot of. It. he says there's plenty of money in it but i i disagree it is early days i could turn into money bags mcgee of the podcast world the same um i don't know if you call it a scientific survey but a university did a survey that's what he's been quoting and i've been quoting and it's saying um, people mostly listen to about 93% of people listen to all of a podcast compared to television and YouTube and the like where you might only watch half of it. I'd agree with that. I nearly always listen to all of a podcast. I'm trying to think. Sometimes I skip the start. Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. He rambles on a bit before the guest and you're just like, I just want to hear the guest. So, I, you know, that's something I would skip. But I still listen to all of it sort of I get to the bit I want and then listen to all of that but yeah I I agree with that what he's saying is not too startling so far but I think the course is still it's still early days there's nothing crazy yet the research paper he's talking about is from the Edison group I haven't looked up these groups because sometimes they might be like a think tank that's pushing an agenda so it might not be worth the paper it's written on but what it said so far makes sense considering Spotify spent, was it 100 million to get Joe Rogan to be exclusively Spotify? There's a bit of podcast news for you. I first noticed that happening when the last podcast on the left went to Spotify and I just haven't listened to it lately. I think this anchor is part of Spotify so you could see that I'm working with Spotify. Well, work would suggest there's money involved. I'm using their facilities and they haven't told me to leave I think that's the current situation here I can add music to this this is me going off this is you know off script because of yes I've definitely written a script I can add music to this like licensed music as much as I want but only if you listen to this on Spotify or on anchor but on anything else it'll just not be there which I don't see the point Because if you put music in then it'll just be a pile of silence. He says podcasts can add a positive ROI, but I do not know what ROI means. Maybe I'll learn at the end of the course. Just the last thing he said was, you don't even need to make a podcast. You can repurpose something you've done elsewhere. I've seen this done the opposite way where someone's put their podcast on YouTube, for instance hello internet which is brady and cgp gray's podcast they just upload the podcast to youtube and then just have the cover logo but i'm sure a lot do that also joe rogan does that he will take um, i guess some of maybe the highlights of his podcast he has two or three cameras in it so you can see the, what the guests are saying So I've seen it repurposed that way, but I haven't seen it repurposed the other way. I guess the closest thing would be um, radio. I listen to a lot of Radio 4, which you could call middle-class podcast radio, because it is just podcast, really. What has become podcast? And they'll just make their radio show on a podcast, which is really all you want. Like, radio and podcasts are very similar things. Just one is on the radio, usually, and podcasts are rarely on the radio but now most radio is a podcast so i'll now watch the second lecture since that one was mostly what he'd said in the last lecture this lecture this second lecture i'm watching today is called what equipment do you need so already i think i'm in trouble looking at this equipment list microphone check boom arm and microphone stand i do not have as i am using this lapel mic I don't need it, it just clips on. I don't have anything to hold the microphone for me. A pop filter I do have. It's like, some people call it a dead cat. It's just like a wee bit of sponge that goes over the microphone. I think it prevents peaks and the P word, apparently can cause it to sort of crash up. It gives it too much sound at once and it reduces that, but also if you're in windy conditions reduce the amount of wind obviously the furrier it is the better it is for wind if you ever see a newscast and they have a super furry one it's because it's very windy cables i do have cables this microphone's got a cable they're saying to record it to a computer i'm doing not doing that i might do it at a later stage headphones that's one big issue i should try to resolve i currently can't hear what i'm recording you know i just see little waveforms come up So I know that something's being recorded, but I don't know if it sounds good. Is there buzzing? The last time I would have heard that the sound sounded different and then my microphone wasn't plugged in. So I would have noticed that on the first episode. Recording app, I guess this Anchor is my recording app. And then editing app is Audible. Not Audible, Audicity. So I don't have the boom arms and I'm not, that does seem like a really good setup for a very basic, if you paid to use a studio you'd ex- at least expect what I'm looking at here but if you walked into a studio and I had a telephone <laughs> on a tripod and I said clip this onto you, you wouldn't, you'd not, you wouldn't, you'd say I'm not paying for this I'm going to leave now some stuff I've done okay and some stuff I haven't so he basically just listed off a bunch of microphones and little stands what you, there's a technical term for them. Scissor arms, uh, wee things that hold the microphone. He says it's best to have, be as close to the microphone as possible, uh, which I'm not. Uh, maybe try to get it closer next episode. I just want to keep continuity. And now he's talking about a pop filter. That's like another filter you put in front. It's like a little circle. That sits in front of the microphone and I think it also stops the pit pip, pit and piz and biz peaking, peaking's good because it's got a P in it and it describes peaking within itself but I don't have a pop filter because I'm using this as I say, lapel mic, clip on microphone if I ever make money from the podcast, it will be spent on basics to bring me up to a a more (laughs) amateur level instead of um, whatever was lying about the house level. I don't know what level that is. Most microphones you're going to be using are either USB, I think Blue Yeti would be a a famous example of that, or XLR. I think that's the standard a lot of musicians have used for decades. A lot of top-end microphones are going to be XLR. You know, any sort of musician or audio person, audiophile, would look down on USB it's seen as inferior but I'm not using either I'm using a classic audio jack I think was it three and a half mil the smaller one not the bigger one you'd see on guitars or something so currently what he's on about doesn't affect me but maybe will do in the future the thing about XLR is its little um, port isn't on computers so you'll quite often need a third wee device like a wee box usually will then convert it off and it's also giving more power this little microphone is very small so it doesn't need a lot of power and usb has its own power supply these microphones i think they have it they're a bit more powerful they need more electricity they have a bit more oomph so you do need that wee separate box just because pcs don't come with them i'm sure there's sound cards that have it built in but your average computer isn't going to have it so it's another extra thing you need but it does make you look very professional to have the we lights and plugs on your computer. Soundboards, which is very high-end. One good thing about that is, well, there's lots of good things, but if I was to record, I would need someone else to record on their end if I had a host, say. So I would be relying on their setup and how they had it. So if there's two of us talking, it'll sound different. You know, someone might have just recorded a weak USB mic that they use for gaming, so it'll just sound different, and it can sometimes be irritating or jarring, but with a soundboard, you're just plugging it both into the same setup, essentially, and you're probably going to be in the same room. It just has a nice um, sound levity, cohesion, something like that. It just sounds the same, you know, because if you hear good quality, bad quality, different mics, in the one podcast it can be a bit oh you know it just grates me what is it um trash future does it a lot i think because they have so many people on not everyone can get it to the a certain level so that's one advantage to a soundboard but i doubt this podcast will ever get big enough that i'll have a soundboard but who knows who knows or even need a soundboard just because you can afford it doesn't mean you should should buy something Good headphones are mostly used for editing, which is actually something I do. I use a pair of Audio Technicas. I forget the official name, but I do see them used It's one of those things. They might just have a very similar branding over their range. So I've seen Studio Wii people use it and I use them to edit. I think they're of a decent standard. They're not crazy expensive. I think they're about a hundred maybe. So I just had them anyway, so I thought I'll put on the best headphones I have in the house and use that. So that is how it is edited with. He then goes on to say what way you can edit it. The one I use, Audicity, is one of the ones he recommends. I'm happy enough with that. I've got, got something right. He's also saying there's some free options, well included in the price, when you buy a Macintosh. And I don't know, there's an Adobe thing or something. But yeah, sound wise or editing wise, I'm happy enough. I'll stick to Audacity for the time being. I think I'm in trouble now. He says pick a very quiet environment. And where I've parked, there's been a lot of cars driving past. You may have heard and dogs barking and all sorts and little birds. So hopefully it won't be too bad. But he says pick somewhere quiet. And this could be quieter is all I'm going to say. could be quieter. Something I had thought about but decided against is you can use like a cupboard because all the clothes in the cupboard will absorb the sound. I tried to sit in my cupboard and I it just got very hot and very uncomfortable. So I went with the car. Because they've put a lot of time and effort into absorbing sound. It's obviously not a professional setup but good if you already have a car. Those two lessons, one was why you should podcast, more people are getting into it people listen to the all of a podcast what equipment you should have I haven't really learned too much from them it's still early days you know having a wee stand and a proper mic would be good but I think this is okay for the time being I don't think i have going to be able to implement anything that I've learned because I was already using those Audio Technica headphones I'm already using Audicity I know I don't have those fancy microphones but I'll Keep on trucking, and I'm still making the podcast. So I've done what the first lesson said. Hopefully, you've enjoyed this episode, episode two of Starting Cast, where I talk about podcasts and learn about podcasts. It is a Udemy. Oh, what like this name of this course? This it's an online university, not a university. It's an online course thing. They do other stuff, but they had free courses. Udemd- Udemy. U d e m y. And there's a podcast masterclass, so I will listen to each episode and there's three videos but it's mostly just of someone's face so you're not really missing out much. It is called The Podcast Masterclass, The Complete Guide to Podcasting from people who I don't know. One's English, one's American. So you can feel free, I think it's still free to watch them. I'm not sponsored by Udemy today, but if they want to sponsor, I will not say no but currently nobody has listened to the podcast. I think it's just me has listened. It says one person listened, but I think that was me. One funny thing, I keep getting people have liked the podcast and I keep getting excited and I'm like, oh, someone listened to it and they liked it, but it's just like cam girl spammy things. You know, oh, aren't you great? You should go to the website and we could meet up and you're like, this is just horrible spammy cam girl stuff. So I think I've had three of them. Have just added and favorited it but they haven't listened to it so they don't even <laughs> they don't even pretend the robot obviously it's just an algorithm that must just add everyone that just puts up a podcast spam them with this but they don't even pretend because you think if someone had <laughs> if someone had nobody listening to their podcast like me and then oh three people have listened and then you have three people have favorited it and then send you a message It looks more believable than just nobody. So that's what I've been up to. There hasn't really been much scandal or gossip being a podcaster. Just spam. (laughs) That's all that's happened. I hope you're doing well. And I should be back shortly with another episode of Starting Cast. The podcast about making a podcast. It's a podcast about making a podcast where I talk about a podcast and we learn about podcasting. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, you know, that we'll be back. Well, we won't. I don't know. You hopefully will listen at some stage. Ciao, ciao.